Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Everybody and welcome to the All Too Real Two podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michael E. Cullen the Second, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the ever fabulous Matthew Haas. Hello, hello, hello! Very nice that all of you are listening to us tonight. I am me and Mike are going to give you a great show. I think that was a little bit too enthusiastic. Too enthusi- okay, too, okay, too, yeah, bring okay. it down a little. I got, little. Right, I got to find down, the balance. Down. Hello. Nice to have you here. There's nobody here but you and I. Oh, well. Good we're, we're, we're good. Good to okay. be here. All right. So so today we're uh we're still on this uh on this uh journey of uh going down the road of direct video sequels. We decided to uh strap on our guns. And we're going to go into the world of crime and kids <laughs> wait that sounds really bad yeah it does or direct to netflix rather well, well actually no this was on dvd as well oh, it was okay, yeah it was, it was, yeah <laughs> all right i was wrong yeah but this movie is available on netflix uh, at least currently um <laughs> it's uh the ever wonderful kindergarten cop two with dolph lundgren Yes, it stars Dolph Lundgren and um, Bill Bellamy, among other people. But those are the two that anybody probably knows. Yeah. <clears throat> this time, you know, Dolph Lundgren is replacing um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the lead. It's a different character, but, you know, he's the... It's basically a spiritual sequel in a way, okay. you know, not more of a... You know, not a direct uh, a direct sequel as in, you know, most sequels. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, so basically, uh, the character that uh, Dolph plays, named uh, Agent Reed, um, he is uh, assigned to recover some sensitive stolen data. Um, he goes undercover as a kindergarten teacher. He's an FBI agent, and uh, but the school's liberal political correctness environment is more than he has bargained for. It's true. That's what the little uh, description I'm reading here on the internet <laughs> says. On the interwebs. The interwebs. Yes. I watched this movie. Usually I'll watch the movie a couple times, but I didn't really have time this week, so I only watched it once, so my mind might not be as fresh on this one as it should be. But I did enjoy the movie, surprisingly. Um, what did you think of it, Matt? I liked it. I liked it um, better than the first one. I never like the first one that much even as a kid but then again I don't, I don't think that movie was really meant for kids but no neither is this one really yeah, but i don't know i just liked it because it's newer and i just um I, I thought arnold acted a little bit too silly in the first one so he, i mean he kind of acts silly in this one too but not as not as, it's not as blatant yeah but I, I enjoyed it a lot i thought it was a good story i liked um you know how they depicted where he lived like he lives like in some trailer off just kind of off the beaten path, basically. Yeah. It kind of shows, kind of, did, so kind of had a throwback to like Lethal Weapon, almost. Yeah, almost like where he yeah. lived, like kind of just really yeah. by himself, like in the middle of <laughs> nowhere, really. But like really cool backdrop of the you know river. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm gonna go off on a limb here, and people might you know take umbrage with what I'm about to say here, but I think Dolph Lundgren's a better actor than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh. I think he is. Yeah. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously is a bigger star, but Dolph Lundgren can actually act. And I mean, this dude's smart and everything too in real life. So I mean, he's a what is he? Uh, you you had been reading about him. You said he, he was got like a degree a, in like chemical engineering, and then he got a degree in like some other kind of engineering, like all within like two years, I think. Oh, jeez. In the early eight before he even started acting. Yeah. And then uh, I don't even think his original plan was to be an actor at first, but then his girlfriend got him into it when they moved to New York back in the early 80s. And, and beyond all that, he's in the greatest movie ever made, uh, Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Wait, as, what? As He-Man. I don't even remember that. Yeah, he played He-Man in Masters of the Universe. Wow. that came out in the mid-80s, the live action. Him and then Frank Langella as uh, Skeletor. <laughs> And when I said it was the greatest movie, I was being facetious yeah. because it's quite possibly one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> Courtney Cox is in it as well. What? Yeah, you, you've never seen this? No. Oh my god, we need to watch this. Yeah, I've never the, seen for it the, for, the, for the podcast or something. Wow. I haven't seen it in years, but I clearly remember going to see it in theaters with my cousin and her husband. I don't know if they were married at the time. I think they are. They were, but you know, now husband at least. And. uh they, they took me and I think my sister to go see it in theaters and then they took us I remember them taking us to the KB toy store afterwards and bought me a little He-Man action figure and uh, I also I remember we got a little uh, one of those um, fishing games like this little thing where there's like a little uh, magnetic uh, fishing rod and you can catch the fish that are kind of spinning around mm-hmm. on the thing I don't know why I remember this all very <laughs> clearly but that's my uh, memory of Masters of the Universe and seeing it and big screen opening day. It was awesome. I remember loving it back then, watching the movie again like five or six, for, you know, five, ten years later, years later on 
on uh, video and thinking it was quite possibly one of the worst things I've ever mm. seen in my life. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the Mortal Kombat movie. I saw that about seven times in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. Then I watched it again about three years ago on Netflix, and I was like, really? This is what I was, like, completely yeah. into at the It's time. funny when you're still, a kid how much, you know, I still like the Mortal Kombat It's not movie, that bad of yeah. a movie, but it, there's a lot of, like, wow, like, cheese factor. Like, yeah. I but mean, I do highly recommend watching Masters of the Universe okay. sometime. It's, we'll it's, watch it together. Yeah, we'll... it's, 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 it's very entertaining. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, back to uh, Kindergarten Cop 2. We're gonna call it KC two from now on. KC2. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> KC two was a great film. Um, it was directed by Don Michael Paul, a guy with three first names. You know what that means? No. What? I don't know. I was hoping you did. No, I don't know. Um, anyways, <laughs> he's uh, he's known for directing a lot of direct video sequels, which I found to be the case with a lot of direct-to-video sequel directors. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just a thing, but he's... Pigeonhole. Yeah, he... He's uh, an actor as well, but he's... he uh, Right now in, in um, post-production, he's got the direct-to-video sequel, The Scorpion King Book of Souls. Hmm. He's got... Uh, <laughs> also completed as a Death Race 4, Beyond Anarchy. Um, Cause these titles get yeah. more stock. He, Sorry. He, he, he directed uh, Tremors: A Cold Day in Hell. Um, he directed Sniper: Ghost Shooter. Kindergarten Cop Two, of course. Uh, Tremors Five: Bloodlines. He directed Sniper: Legacy. Jarhead Two. Field of Fire. Yeah, and then he... Oh, what else has he done? He did uh, a bunch of like TV stuff and everything. He also directed the movie Half Past Dead, which hmm. actually wasn't that bad of an action film. Um, but <laughs> if it's the Half Past Dead I'm thinking of, let me see. Yeah, the Steven Seagal movie with uh, Steven Seagal and... Uh, who else is in that? There's um, Morris Chestnut and Ja Rule. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for, for, for a cheesy action film, it actually wasn't bad. So, <laughs> but it's just funny how he's pretty much regu- regulated himself to direct-to-video sequels now. Yeah. He's also an actor and stuff like that. But still, anyways, we're just talking about his directing here. Um, screenplay was by uh, David H. Steinberg and Timothy Harris. I'm not going to... We, we don't need to know what they wrote necessarily um <laughs> but okay why don't we uh delve into uh what the uh basic uh premise here of the film was what what's the plot matthew well, the plot is that he's uh fbi agent uh they're talking um to some dude in custody who's uh part of like a crime family or is it he's at least related to someone who's like a Albanian crime lord and uh, someone cuts the power to the the police station that they're at and it's, they're going to break in, try to break the guy out. Big shootout takes place to kill all the, or at least wound all of the guys and and uh, that's when they decide that they gotta get um, 
this flash drive that uh, the uh, the teacher at his, the sorry kindergarten teacher at the uh, school. Sorry, yeah, that got me. Uh, oh, trying to remember now. Um, yeah, they're interrogating this dude. And then uh, his family members or whatever break him out or try to break him out. They don't succeed. And uh, the last thing he told them was that uh, some dude named Kevin, I guess who was brother of the Albanian crime lord. Or was he the brother of the crime lord or the brother? I got of- confused on that. I wasn't sure. Who- I wasn't sure who Kevin was. Okay. Well, Kevin was really he, he was the He was the kindergarten teacher. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was a kindergarten teacher at that school. And he... He had information that they needed, and he had it on a flash drive. But they don't know what the flash drive looks like. They don't know where it's at. And they don't want to tell the school that they plan on infiltrating as the FBI. So the plan is is to make up a fake resume with Agent Reed to actually be the next kindergarten teacher to replace Kevin. And then, so his plan is basically to just try to... You know, in between classes, find his flash drive. But of course, just like a regular kindergarten cap, doesn't really work because kids always need something. Or, you know, there's a teacher that's 30 years younger than him. Yeah, let's emphasize that again. We're gonna go. We're kind of gonna go piggyback off the band camp with all the sex crimes, and we're gonna. Again, this isn't really a not a crime because it's it's completely legal and it does happen every day. But the romantic interest for Dolph Lundgren, who was 58 when this movie was shot, was played by a woman. A, a named, woman named. Hold on, I gotta look her up really a quick. A 28 year old woman named something. Darla Taylor was the actress's name. Um, yes. Now, I'm not great with math. Are you, Matt? No, not. Okay, so let's let's take this. Okay, fifty-eight mm-hmm. minus twenty-eight. I get thirty. Me too. I mean, we might need to bring a you know math expert a in here to yeah calculator or something. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. So there's a thirty age year difference between these two. I mean, mind you, Dolph Lundgren does not look fifty-eight. He doesn't the, act like it in this movie no, either. He acts no, they, like they, 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 it's like it was like it was written for somebody younger. Yeah, like he acts like he's like maybe forty. Like his, I don't know, his character just acts like he's, he's still kind of like, got that like yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know, whatever. It's like I'm cool. He's like a playboy sort of, well, not really a playboy, but he just doesn't really have a lot of. He basically doesn't have any serious relationships with anyone like that's even goes to like his partner he's always flirting with people and stuff too and yeah like checking out women as they walk by and stuff prior to this yeah. and and it seems like every woman and a couple men in the movie just find him irresistible yeah, like, like, i mean mind you he's a good looking dude but i mean i don't know if have they not seen anyone else maybe he's like the first person they've seen in a long time that's attractive that, yeah so to them they're like i just want to know what kevin looked like was he ugly or what because they, they know didn't really they, say yeah they said he was nice <laughs> and that they were friends with them i don't know and then so yeah. yeah so he uh like and his partner complained in the movie that you know he never really wants to get close with him either never wants his help for anything because he doesn't believe in you know he said something about you know detachment is a good 
aspect of the relationship or some weird shit like that. And so clearly he's a character that's got some issues with like getting close to people. So maybe that's why he's single all the time. So I'm looking up Darla Taylor, the actress who plays the love interest mm-hmm. here on the IMDb. That is the internet internet movie database for the uh, yeah. uninformed. Anyways, uh, <laughs> she has not done any movies since this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, which was like a couple years ago. I just find that really weird because she was a decent actress and cute. I don't know. She looks familiar, though, too. Yeah. She was, I mean, she played like a tour guide in um, an episode of The Flash um, prior to that. And uh, I don't know, there's a lot of like guest spots on TV shows and stuff. Hmm. Mostly stuff shot in Canada because it, she's Canadian. And, I mean, this movie was shot in Canada as well, oh, I okay. believe. So Vancouver, probably. Somewhere, I think it was. Um, let's Let's look that up in a second here. I bet you it was because it takes place in Seattle. Yeah. And he was by the river. That's where he lives. Yeah, so it was probably... Yeah, Vancouver, British Columbia. It was... Uh, a lot of it was filmed at... Uh, Quatlin Polytechnic University, Langley, British Columbia, Canada. Hey, folks. This is uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with... Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called... Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what, what do we do, Matt? We, we watch biopics, and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not. So we, we, It was a lot we, more exciting than that, though. Yeah, so, 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 so we, we analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah, they're, they're spelled differently, yeah. folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great, great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and uh, – a futile and stupid gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh, we're going to cover a lot more. So uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts. And be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too, too real. real. Bye-bye. And we're back. We're going to take a break now for a few minutes uh, from the Kindergarten Cop 2 review to uh, talk to actor and director Austin Fox. He's only 13 years old, and he's already directed his own short film, and uh, here's an interview we had with him the other day. All right, uh, we would like to welcome um, Austin Fox here um, to the All Too Real 2 podcast and our All Too Interview section. How are you doing today, Austin? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just wanted to ask you, uh, first off, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got uh, started in acting and entertainment and everything. How I got started in acting was I would watch TV a lot when I was little, and seeing those people on the screen really intrigued me on what if I was that person. So I knew my dad had been in the business for a while. He used to be a producer, so I thought he could help me get into acting. So I asked him, and he enrolled me 
in classes at an acting school called Barbizon. I studied there for about six months. I entered one of their competitions, won second place in my division, got callbacks from about 32 agents. Hmm. After m- meeting with them, signed with my current agent, Don Landrum. It's very cool. Um, what was the uh, like first thing that you did um, acting-wise? The first thing I did acting-wise was Murder Made Me Famous, was my ever real project I did in acting. <laughs> It, it was the first episode of season four, and it aired on the Reels channel, and that was a great first experience to be playing one of the main characters and getting to stab a little kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. You played uh, the young uh, Gary Ridgway, um, who is the uh, known as the uh, Green River Killer. Um, that that's yeah. pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, I'll have to check that out. I have yet to see that. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I, I'm a little obsessed with like true crime sometimes. So yeah, I'll, I'll have to definitely check that mm-hmm. out. Um, so uh, what um so far like as as you've been acting what is your uh, favorite memory so far of anything that you've uh, done like in, in just even like a moment on set or anything that you've had happen hmm. my favorite memory i would probably have to say on the set of eli there was this other kid named charlie and he was the main character in that movie and when i arrived there everyone thought i was him so for a few days i had to get used to people who kept calling me charlie and at first we would try and correct him like that's him Austin but it just started getting on like yeah hey how are you doing <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> then they called Charlie Austin and yeah that's funny do you guys look alike or sort of except I had longer hair <laughs> what um like when you were younger like what uh who what actors or uh movies or anything inspired you to want to become an actor well a lot of movies i watch including were a lot of very animated movies i was really into those such as up bolt wally some of those were pretty good movies i just watched as a kid i watched a lot of nickelodeon stuff and those little sitcoms and i thought those were pretty funny hopefully i could be in one of those someday i was thinking to myself that's very cool and so you've um you've directed and uh, wrote and starred in your own uh, your own uh, short film called Mom. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that film? Well, I can tell you a lot about that. <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> of course, the first movie I've written and directed when I was twelve, and that was a really great experience to have such at such a young age <laughs> and having to direct a bunch of people, including adults. And the cast and crew were amazing. They did such a great job in making the project come together. And it got done so fast. We had to... How we came up with the idea for Mom was we were getting into a discussion about some an audition I had been submitted for. And we were listening to the news at the time. And on the news were was this article about the border at Mexico and how... Kids are being separated from their family. So we have gotten to a discussion about this. And I was thinking, what if there was a movie? Except the, instead of the kids being separated, the mom died and the oldest son had to take care of his two younger siblings. And like, has anyone made that idea? No? All right, then let's make it. <laughs> After a few weeks of 
writing out a description, then getting the script together. About three weeks later, we had it finished, the script finished. Now all we needed to do was cast it, where we got a great, great casting director. Her name is Katrina Cook. She helped us get the, the talent for the project and some of the crew, too. She's just amazing, and really, we couldn't have got the amazing crew and talent without her. It's very cool. Um, and that's a very uh, mature and deep story for uh, someone uh, of your age to, to do. Um, did you find that find the, the process challenging at all? Or Yes, it was definitely challenging, especially me being so young and other people who do stuff being like in their adults or at least teens yeah. by that time. So, yes, it was definitely challenging. Were you but able... I've been through it were with the able... help of everyone on the project. Were you able to like uh, get everybody to like, you know, pay attention to you and listen to you as the director on the set okay and everything yes they absolutely treated me like a director they do i'm really happy that they didn't look down on me because of my age and since everyone got along pretty well it went smoothly and the project was able to get done and the crew was happy that's, so was everyone that's good to hear i mean i know it can be a difficult job at any age I, i'm a film director myself so i uh i know how it is it's kind of kind of can be def- difficult at times to get people to listen on set but it's it's good to hear that they actually uh you know respected you and listened to you and everything um what um what do you have uh coming up anything uh anything else that uh we should uh, look forward to or well um a short film i was just in that recently came out on youtube was a little student film made by amanda lee called lovesick and I was in that with fewer people, including a very talented young girl named Maya Delgado, who's about my age. She, after meeting her on Lovesick, she actually helped with the music on Mom. That's very cool. And, yeah. That's very cool, you know, making connections and everything. That That's that's very uh, very important, I think. Um, um, what advice would you give to any uh, kids or adults or anybody that's interested in uh, getting into acting or directing or entertainment in, in general? Take lessons. <laughs> if you take lessons, you can't, if you just jump into it right there, just jump into it without any experience, any practice, you're not going to do so well. So find some people in your area that do that yeah, sorry that do acting courses and help you get into a business some if you're in the if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area some like some people I recommend would be Catherine Hart Hart is a very great one I, I went to Barbizon, as I said, for my main school, which I got started in. They can be really great. And yeah, just take lessons if you want to go far. Yeah, I know there's a lot of Barbizons around the country, too. So that's a good thing for people to look into. If you could work with anybody, like any actor or director or anybody, who would you choose? Hmm. I would have to think about that. There's a lot of... There's a lot of great people out there. Although one person I have worked with who is really great is some is a girl named Sadie Sink. I've worked with her on a project by Paramount called Eli, which I mentioned yeah. earlier. And she was very great to work with as I was a fan and watched all the seasons of Stranger Things. So that was pretty great to meet her and work with. Very cool. Is um is Eli um is that is that available on online to watch or is that uh on Netflix is that one? It soon will be available on Netflix. We don't very know cool. too much about when it's releasing right now. Oh, very cool. But we predict it might come out around Stranger Things season three. 
So stay tuned for that on Netflix. Hi, uh, this is Matt. I, I was just wondering um, what your favorite film was. Well, one of my favorite films I recently watched is a 1900s film called Stand By Me. And I just love that movie. As it's a great adventure of these four boys and the connections and the adventures they go to and the dramatic drama of it really... Yeah, that's 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 definitely it's one of my one of my favorites. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great film. Um, uh, be- before we go, um, what um, uh, where can uh, people find you online if they want to find out more information about uh about you or to work with you or um anything like that? Well, if you want to keep in touch with what I'm doing, I have a, I have a Facebook and an Instagram. If you want to see kind of what I do for small projects and stuff like that, you can check that out. And also, for my movie Mom, we are currently in post-production of that. And we actually have a Kickstarter. I'm sorry, GoFundMe. (laughs) (laughs) A GoFundMe that you can go to. And so I don't have to give you the super long link that you had to type in. You can go to www.omfox2x's. You can go to that, and it'll redirect. We set up to redirect you right to the GoFundMe campaign. So we would really appreciate if you could help with that to get Mom out there. Very cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll um, post those links in our uh, show description so uh, people can find those easier too. Um, anything else before you before you go that you'd like to say to any of your fans or anybody out there um, before we let you go, Austin? One thing I forgot to mention was you can also find me on IMDb as well if you want to see some projects I've been in, if you're interested in that as well. And I'd say that's about it, all I have to say right now. All right. Th- thank you. I'm- thank you very much. It was uh, it was it was like a pleasure to uh, talk to you. Um, if you uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have you on again sometime soon and uh, we can talk more about uh, future projects. All right. Thanks for having me on. It was great talking to you. Have a great day. And now back to our review of Kindergarten Cop 2 this polytechnic school that they shot at i think they also used it as the fbi headquarters because the fbi headquarters just seemed to look like a school to me more than a fbi headquarters i don't know because i've never been to an fbi headquarters have you no i mean there was that one time when no are they listening don't don't okay wait are they it's fine no They're, they're, they're not listening no are we sure yeah i'm good Okay. Anyways, back to the show here, folks. Um, I love the FBI. Yeah, I'm okay. I, I call them my uh, my my fun be- fun fun buddies, Incorporated. <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways, uh, favorite boys I know. <laughs> wow. I'm going crazy. Yeah. So basically, okay. So basically, the the plot of the movie, um, the one thing that really bothers me, speaking of the uh, FBI things, is like, did I talk about the boss? Uh, if I don't not, know. We'll just talk about him again. Yeah. So basically, the boss is overacting. Yeah. I don't know if it's him or the direction or both, or we'll just blame each other here. We'll just kind of, you know. It was just way, way over the top. <laughs> he would just yell every one of his lines and everything and be the stereotype of a like eighties eighties uh, boss cop from like a lethal weapon or uh but like way over the top of it, you know, or from Last Action Hero or one of those type of things, you know, where in Last Action Hero it was supposed to be a parody in a meta film 
but uh, I don't know if that's what they're going for here or not, but that's the one thing that bothered me besides the age difference yeah, between the teachers and love interest. Yeah. Um, that bothered me the most. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, a little weird. Yeah. 58, 28. Eh. But then again, he might have not actually played a 58-year-old. That's still. true. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's not weird. I mean, it's it's there's a precedent set in Hollywood for that for years. I mean, you know, look at, like, uh, I don't know, what was that movie with, uh, with Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones? Oh, God. Yeah, um... Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. But, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, that that sort of thing has happened for years. And I mean, even back in the day, you know, you'd have like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm sure that Jimmy Stewart would have a love interest who was like, you know, 40 years younger than him and shit. You know, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I went to Jimmy Stewart, but yeah, we'll just, just go there. But yeah, just the overacting, like when the when Agent Reed's about to shoot the vending machine because it wouldn't yield him his Twix bar that he... Uh, Speaking of which, I got a present here for you, Matt. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God, Twix. You, oh, my God, you actually got this? Yeah, oh my God. I got myself one, too. Dude, I was actually thinking about this. Like, I really wanted to have like Twix today. So, throughout the movie, Dolph Lundgren keeps eating Twix bars. That's like his one, you know... That's like his His one vice. Or... Yeah, so I, I'm opening up mine here. Mm, 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 mm. And, uh... Mmm. Mmm. Mm, love that crunch. Love that uh, that caramel or caramel, depending on how you say it. Yep. And that uh, a nice little chocolate or chocolate, depending on how you say it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to say something here. I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they sponsored this great film. Mm-hmm. They had to have for it to appear that often in their product yeah. placement. And we're using it right now here on this podcast as product placement. What I'd like to say to the wonderful people at the Mars uh, Candy Corporation or whatever they're called. Um, let's see what it says here on the back <laughs> of my. Uh... Yeah, Ma- Mars Chocolate North America LLC. Okay. I'd like to talk to you folks. For years and years, I've loved me some Mars candy. I don't know about you, Matt, but. The True. Twix, you know, there, there are times when um, I've been down in life, very sad. I go to the grocery store, look over there at the candy counter, and there's this glistening off of this gold wrapper, this gold and red and white wrapper that says Twix right on it. You know what it says to me? I'm going to make you happy, Mike. And Twix does. So if you would like to sponsor this uh, this uh, podcast, you can reach us at All2Real2Podcast. Uh, no, it's All2Real2, I believe, at, <laughs> at uh, gmail.com. Other, otherwise, you know, just, just go to CullenPark.com. You can reach us yeah. for this and several other podcasts that we have. We would love, we would love a sponsorship from the wonderful people at Twix and Mars. Do you agree, Matt? Yes, I do. It's that gold wrapper that really gets you. It's that that perfect. It's shiny. It's just gold, red, and white. 
it's like you know you're gonna get in, you're gonna get into something good. I mean, look this. look at the light glistening. You know, I know that's the thing. It's, it's like just it's beautiful. beautiful. It's fantastic. I love Twix. Me too. Okay, back to Kindergarten Cop two. Anyways, um, <laughs> again though, if you would like to sponsor us, please <laughs> contact us. Yeah, mm, I love Twix. Yeah, Twix. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, the uh. Basically, the, the the film goes on where they're looking for the uh, they're looking for the um, um the, the flash drive. That's the word. I don't know why I keep forgetting keep the name flash drive. Flash drive. I I I want to call them um, something else. Something or... Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny at the beginning of the movie where they the the one girl's like, I know where the flash drive is, and then she takes them to a flashlight. Yeah. I saw him put it in the, in the mer- emergency box or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was so. Yeah, basically, he's um, he's you know trying to pretend to teach so he can take time off when you know he's not teaching to sneak into other people's rooms and try to find his flash drive. By the way, he acts like a terrible FBI agent by asking the most obvious questions. Like as soon as he meets people, like, "Hey, did Kevin never like ask you to hide anything before he died? Like, really? Like, <laughs> come on, like." You meet someone for like ten minutes, and that's what you're gonna open up with. Oh, I, I do that all the time. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did you um hide that body? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna open up to you and say that. What? Like, so weird. The FBI might be listening. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> anything like Agent Reed's, you know, the character, know, they'll, they'll be about. obvious. We'll know if they are listening. Yeah, or they'll not. just say, "Hey, uh, we're listening." <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when he's talking to this woman that's, you know, 500 years younger than he is, and um, he, he, like, asked her, like, the very first, like, time he meets her, like, hey, you know, does Kevin ever, like, ask you to hide anything? It's like, mm, no. Then they go out on their first date, and the date's going pretty well. He starts asking her all these really weird questions again. It's like, dude, you're on a date. Like, act like you're on a date. Don't ask weird shit like... Like, you know, did he ever keep secrets and all this kind of weird crap like that? Like, what are you talking about, man? And and speaking of the date that they go on, if anything is worth this movie, it's watching Dolph Lundgren line dance. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I'm telling you, they could have just released two hours of Dolph Lundgren line dancing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just went somewhere watching him in my mind. Just going out to that that country music and that boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I love more than a former Rocky um, villain line dancing to a music that I love. Oh, by the way, I don't really like country. (laughs) Anyways, um... (laughs) I was going to say, wait a minute. I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah. Okay, so... So he finds, you know, he's looking around. There's, you know, a bunch of funny scenes in between, like the whole peanut butter and jelly scene where he, you know, is, this is a this is a stereo caricature of what they think is a liberal school, I guess. So, of course, that means it's got to be completely oversensitive to everything because that's what they think people are like. But whatever. So he... He has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then this kid freaks out when he tells him what PB&J stands for, because he's got, like, a severe, like, a really, so really So what does PB&J stand for? It stands for peanut butter and jelly. Whoa. 
mind blown. And this kid, by the way, you know, people are making fun of peanut allergies. Well, in the movie, this kid literally has it where he can, like, almost die, practically die from it. Yeah. So it's not like it's, it's some, not. It's, it's a sensitive issue. It's not some, like, joke, like, oh, he's got a peanut allergy. Like, yeah. okay, he could die from it. So. And like I've said in the past, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I get the point that if this kid over here is allergic, that you don't want, you know, this girl over here bringing a sandwich to school and... I don't know. It just seems like there'd be some way that the teacher could have a freaking peanut butter and jelly sandwich without it interfering with the kids. But, you know, he he made the mistake. And so there's like they had to lock down the whole school. So that's supposed to give an indication of, you know, how the school is is ran. And uh, one scene, he gives them chocolate cookies for the first time because they're used used to eating like health food yeah and then of course since they never had this before they go crazy it's it's the it's the as as i've brought up in previous in previous episodes of of things um it's it's the automatic uh the 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 college film school um um drug reaction thing or something you know like when somebody drinks or does drugs automatically they everything goes crazy and that's how they acted with the chocolate like like ate it and then instantly they're just bouncing off the walls yeah no no like (laughs) prep time for it to get in your system or anything (laughs) like that it's like crunch crazy yeah and he couldn't control them of course and then the his you know his love interest who's seven thousand years younger than he is um She's the one that keeps getting to, younger. I know it's weird. She she's the one that's able to calm them down by doing this clapping type thing. I guess that they were taught. I, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but I'm looking at the cast list again. The kids' names are Cowboy and Jet. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and Patience, Patience, I've heard before. Yeah, but, but Cowboy. No, who names their kid Cowboy? That's, what, that's exactly what Jet. I get. Bill I mean, Bellamy's Jet. Kid. I've seen, but you know, Cowboy. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially yeah. given that. But then again, I mean, I don't know. Cowboy Cullen. I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a kid just to name him Cowboy. Cowboy. I have no other desire to have kids. Other but, than that. Yeah, just so, so I can so name, can him, name Cowboy. him Cowboy Cullen. <laughs> wow. I think I might go adopt a kid and change his name to Cowboy. <laughs> wow. Or her name. Who knows? You know, we can, that'd be even weirder if it was a girl named Cowboy. Yes, yeah, so now you're being really, like, progressive that way. <laughs> This is my daughter, Cowboy, and this is my son, um, I don't know, um, Barbie. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'd be progressive, right? I don't know, whatever. It could yeah. be. Uh, okay, well, we're good. Anyways, Patience. Pa- patience <laughs> is one, yeah. That's a good name, though. I've I've heard it before. Um, yeah, there's Trip and Trip, really. Yeah. And uh, Trip McNeely. Yeah, wasn't that a guy's name from Can't Hardly Wait? Trip Trip McNeely, or now it might have been. I don't know. I'm you know, trying he to was remember. like the really football star from the yeah. Year sounds like I haven't seen that movie oh, in a okay. long time. Yeah. So I mean, it's I've good, seen it, but it's good movie. Been, been probably like ten years since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, yeah. So basically, you know, they they go throughout this whole you know thing trying to find the flash drive yeah, i'm starting to think about it. there's really not much that goes on in this movie that's why we don't have much to say about literally it is it, just, it's just basically it's basically your, your little setups of comedy here and there with the kids and that's it I mean, but for somehow it's a heartwarming film though. it is though it, i i really i liked it the only thing i i thought was I, again I, I wouldn't say it was overacting but i i, I guess like 
one of my complaints is like the pacing of the film. Like it seems like nothing really happens for like the first hour and twenty minutes, and then everything happens in the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, that happens it, a lot in movies like this. Why can't they? I think that happened in the original. Why too, can't in a way. they make it more balanced? I don't understand that. But anyway, so that was kind of my thing. But like the overacting, like where um, patients like is like being like basically pulled around by her dad a lot, like. Manhandling. Oh no, that that was uh, Molly. Oh, sorry, that was Molly. I think it's Molly. Is yeah, it Molly? was Molly. Yeah. Yeah, Patience. I think was the uh, African American girl. Okay. No, I'm thinking of Molly first, and then so they do like you know a background check or whatever, and find out that he's been drinking in the day and stuff. So how how they knew he was drinking during the day is beyond they me. They did they did their FBI stuff probably illegally, but so does the FBI know that I just drank some Pepsi? Might. By the way, I love Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi is a very refreshing yes, drink. It's, it's, it's a great drink. And I just noticed that you have a Pepsi t-shirt on. I have a Pepsi. Oh, I do have a Pepsi t-shirt on. But yet you're drinking an RC Cola. Well, you gave me that. So yeah, that's what was, what was in my fridge. <laughs> Anyways, I love RC Cola as yeah. well. So Pepsi and RC Cola, if you would like to sponsor All Too Real 2 <laughs> podcast or any of the Cullen Park Productions podcasts, please feel free to contact us. Uh, my email personally is on Mike at uh, CullenPark.com. Uh, um, yeah, just send me those emails. And if anybody else would like to just give me money, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that too. We'll, we'll make it worthwhile somehow. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll say your name on the show. Yeah. You know, give me a dollar and I'll be like, hey, uh, Bob gave me a dollar. And Bob wants to promote this event. Then, like then that. that would cost more than a dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that cost um, two dollars, maybe. Yeah, maybe two. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we, we'd probably do that for free. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> but again, I love Pepsi. Yeah. And RC. Yeah. Me too. Coke is good too. Sometimes. Yeah. You know? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Depends. Yeah. Who's the highest bidder? I mean. Yeah, and you know, know <laughs> Sam's Choice. Sam's Choice Cola, you know. Really? Yeah. You know, Never from it. it's from Walmart. You oh. know? And by the way, Walmart, love you too. Um, you know, Meyer, Kmart, um, Target, um, everywhere. Yeah, Kroger, love you all, man. You're all great. Um, if you want to be the exclusive uh, sponsor of the show, <laughs> <laughs> please let us know, or we'll just keep talking about RC and Pepsi. Anyways, <laughs> and Twix. By the yeah, way, I got to mention that again. Yeah, I love Twix. Okay, Mars. Yeah. Is that good enough? I think we've done enough. Okay, anyways, Bill Bellamy. He's in this movie. He's pretty funny. Yeah, he I is. like him in this movie a lot. Um, I think he kind of saved the movie in certain ways. He was kind of funny here and there. I mean, it was... A, but, I mean, guess, then again, I think Dolph Lundgren, you know, like I said, I, I, I you know, I'm going out on a limb and saying that he, uh, Dolph Lundgren's better than Arnold Schwarzenegger. As an actor? Yes, as yeah, an actor. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think... Uh, I mean, this movie isn't going to win him an Academy Award or anything. I no. mean, obviously, because it's two years old. But um, <laughs> uh, I love my life. But Bill, <laughs> but Bill Bellamy's timing is great too. Yeah, it is. Like, like his style of like comeback humor. Like, like for example, when when Agent Reed is opening his bag um, thing of Twix and eating it when they're being chastised by their um, stupid boss. Yes. Uh, Bill Bellamy's like, oh, so you're just gonna open it up and not not give me one? Okay, I, all right, fine. I, I'll, I'll remember that. Like, just like really like. But you know, that's the wonderful thing about Twix. Yeah, they come with two in a package. Right. So you can share. You can, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, but you can. 
I love you, Twix. I think if um if Twix was a girl, I'd marry it. Cool. I mean, an adult girl, not like a little well, yeah. girl, because that's just kind of well, creepy yeah, and stuff. Right. Anyways, um, let's go. Um, <laughs> don't don't get Mike Cernovich on you. Then. Yeah, we don't want to have that happen. No. <laughs> I don't want anybody gunning for me. Ooh. So um. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. I love my life. Hi, folks. This is Michael Lee Holland II from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay, anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks and nobody's answering well, me. Because they're not here. Oh, but we love damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do. You're really going to like the Super Story podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter, then you should definitely check this out. Or I might get sad. And when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. So yeah, I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah, no one can really. So um Yeah. So, so check out uh Super Story Podcast right here where you get this podcast, Super Story Podcast. Minstrel! Fetch me the finest French horns! Meet Kaylee Fawn, scientist in mind and supervillain at heart. I remember when my parents made a fuss over me. They hired my TV idol, Professor Phenotype, to visit us for my sixth birthday party. Now I'm not legally allowed near flammable materials until I hit menopause. Or was that the other way around? Face my mastery over the elements! <laughs> You can hear Kaylee Fawn and her exciting adventures in the upcoming radio comedy, Magus Elgar. Visit MagusElgar.com to download your copy today. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travelers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy so if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people then be sure to check out genuine chit chat in all the usual places okay so basically what what ends up happening they find the how where do they find the uh flash drive they find the flash drive well for one thing they discover where it was being hidden and they they found out that the the song about their the kid's pet um, yeah, the poem pig. that uh, the poem that Kevin taught them. It was actually uh, like a code, an acrostic. Yeah, acrostic, and it, it spelled time capsule. And then the kids were about to bury that time capsule in some park or something at that time. And then that's when the Albanian crime lord got to the school and basically held them hostage and told them to, you know, take. Yeah, and then the... found out that the that they were going to bury it with uh, Hal, the uh, technology teacher. Yeah. 
Um, it was kind of interesting. Um, oh yeah, earlier in the movie too, the um, Hal was also like kind of a war model nerd or something. He had oh, like yeah, a, that's right. he had a whole like thing, and then they taught they they uh um for some odd reason Zach taught them the uh, Zach Reed that is um taught taught them the story of the Trojan horse. Oh, it was because of the capture of the flag. Yeah. Um, he told them, you know, to basically... Yeah, well, they used it later, but before that, they didn't even know about the capture of the flag, did they? Before yeah, they, they said they something, something like, about, oh, okay. we, we lose every time. So he taught them to do that to make a diversion, basically. Yeah, to help and, them. And they used his, like, like basically model, like, or antique, yeah. um, like... Antique, like, I don't know, it was like Civil War yeah. thing or something. Anyways, but, uh... So, so they know about the. That's important, though, that they know about the uh, Trojan horse. Trojan horse, yeah. because they get captured. Everybody does. Um, Bill Bellamy almost gets killed, yeah. but he's saved by the uh, principal of the school, or the head person of the school, whatever her name, is, whatever her thing is, uh, Miss. Uh, Miss Sinclair, yeah, played by Sarah Strange. So I guess the headmaster. Um, yeah, and, uh, um, yeah. She has a baseball bat that she takes to the to the bad dude who's got Bill Bellamy, you know, dead to rights, and, uh, <laughs> and she beats the shit out of him. Yeah, like, basically. And so she saves his life, and then Bill Bellamy gives him gives her a kiss on the cheek. Then goes to the park or whatever they're at. Yeah, that's where this whole thing takes place they uh he uh, they send the kids off well yeah zach agent reed gives them a uh, hint says be brave like um like odysseus yeah so yeah. the kid knows understands what that means and then yeah <clears throat> because kids are smart well these kids are yeah because they're part of like this and they have peanut allergies fancy school. Yeah, yeah that makes you smart well no, that doesn't make you smart, but... Oh, okay. They, I, just, they I, are, I, I got confused. Well, they are smart, and one of them has penile allergy. Oh, okay. So it's it's they're not... It's, it's, it, they're two separate things. Yeah, oh, okay. I thought that was related. No. Um, I didn't know. No. I thought maybe, you know, just because of that. No, I don't think that was implied. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways. So um, so they're hiding underneath, like, this turtle thing or... Right, like, it was like a fish. Yeah, something yeah, like cause that. Yeah, because it was fish because they he takes them over there to the oh, fish. Yeah, that's right. And then the Albanian guy makes a really bad joke and he's like he's like, I'm going to make you sleep with the fishes. <laughs> God. I just want to shoot him in the head right just for saying that. Yeah. But, and again though, how this is kind of a kid friendly movie. No one really dies in this movie. I don't even think the people they shot in the beginning were even killed. I don't I know, they maybe they wounded were. them. Maybe yeah. they were, but yeah, I mean, but there, there, there are, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like kid friendly, but then you have, you know, girls in skimpy bikinis, and then you have, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then you guns, got, and you have bad language here and there. And then and you stuff. got, yeah. you know, a guy who's seventeen thousand years older than the woman dating her. You know, wow, he's getting older. He's getting really. Old. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Can't believe that man. He looks good for his I age. Know, he does. He's pretty good. <laughs> got like the Sorcerer's Stone or something like that. Ooh, <laughs> Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so they basically the, the kids come out and then they beat the bad dudes with sticks. Yeah, pretty and much. And then and then Hal, the uh, technology teacher, gets all you know all like WWE. He gets all yeah wrestling on him. Yeah, does a belly. Uh, no, uh, elbow. Um, yeah, like an elbow to the guy's face or something, and then kicks keeps, him in the balls. Yeah. I think. And yeah. 
so he's all feels like all macho now that he beat someone up finally or whatever. And then uh, during this too, um, Olivia, the uh, other kindergarten teacher, had found out that uh, that Zach had been lying to her this whole time. Yeah, and uh, he uh, and so you know, of course, you got that moment of. Oh no, the dude lied to me. So you know, it's 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 the whole she's all that. I mean, that was a fucking bet. I mean, wait, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like to me because it's like, oh, I got close to her because I needed to know this information yeah, exactly. sort of thing, and it was just basically like the whole Rachel Lee Cook. I was a bet. I was a stinking bet. You know. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's that's my favorite moment in any movie because it's so cliche. Yeah. And, and anytime any moment happens like this in a movie, I always think it's the I'm a bat yeah. scene. But um, so that that's basically what happened. You know, she just basically loses trust in him. And then um, he says he's sorry. He says he's sorry. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's, you know, wanting to bang him again. Yeah. And uh, anyways, the <laughs> a guy who's like, you know, 45,000 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was going to <laughs> wow a guy's a guy who's old enough to be her great 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 yeah. grandfather <laughs> wow i'm surprised you didn't need a walker oh wait no wow. <laughs> i'm saying this about a guy who's only 20 years older than me but anyways we'll yeah, just... like impeccable shape and... <laughs> yeah but it could kick my ass easily <laughs> but um <laughs> the uh yeah, anyway, so, you know, and then everything's happily ever after they kiss and blah, 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 you know. A lot of movies that we watch, you know, like <coughs> Band Camp ended in a kiss, this ends in a kiss. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, yeah. That was pretty much the whole gist of the movie. I mean, it wasn't really a whole lot of scenes in it. That was pretty much it. No, I mean, it, and, and I mean, would you recommend somebody watching this? Yeah, I think it's all right. I, I probably won't watch it again for a while. But no. Unlike, you know, some of the other movies, I think... I think it'd be okay I mean, to watch. I've seen the original a million bazillion times. I mean, I because uh, like um, I think it was like the cousin or something of one of my ex girlfriends was actually in the original. Oh wow! So uh, you know, was was one of the little boys in the movie <laughs> was one of the little kindergartners. Anyways, um, I uh, so when I was with her, we watched it a lot. My cousin's in here. Yeah, it was cousin or friend or something. I don't know. I can't remember. It was years ago. But then I kind of just haven't watched that movie since then. And I mean, I liked the movie, but this one I just think had a. It just it kind of felt like it had a little more heart to it. I don't know. It just could be me reading into it. I mean, the, it, it, you got the. I mean, you got the similar characters in the first one. I mean, except for like instead of having a female partner like he does in the first one, who's pregnant. Um, basically, you got you got a black partner who uh, has kids who. Um, you know, couldn't be the guy that goes undercover because originally in the first movie, it was supposed to be the female partner that was supposed to be the one going undercover, but she was pregnant, so she couldn't. And so Arnold had to go undercover. This one, Bill Bellamy couldn't go undercover because he had already talked to all the kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He yeah. So, yeah. Which you think they would have thought of ahead of time if they thought they might have even had to possibly do that. Exactly. Or, and, but, and, know, and, and also, I mean, my whole thing is it's like, there wasn't anybody more believable that could be up <laughs> in the well, FBI. I'm not saying it's that the he's... high school FBI thing. Yeah, so, you know, they, you're running out of a high school, so yeah, you know, probably, yeah. probably not that advanced in this um, jurisdiction. Yeah, so. I mean, so, somebody had to, you know, go to detention, and they couldn't. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd recommend watching it, though. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, I mean, like I said, I think Dolph's a better lead, honestly, yeah. in this movie. Um, and this movie would be great if the first one never existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people wouldn't compare the two. I'm the, there is the whole, you know, you know, 400 billion thousand year age difference between the, <laughs> between the two leads and the, uh, overacting of the, uh, of, of their boss. But other than that, I think it's a pretty decent film. Um, I mean, pri- contrary to the, uh, to the trailer, I wouldn't watch this with kids necessarily i mean some parts ma- you know maybe okay. a little older kids but i wouldn't watch this with like your kindergartner no no and uh i wouldn't watch the first one with your kindergartner either mm-hmm. they're both pg-13 movies so um but yeah on a scale of uh one to two twix i give this a i give this a half a twix oh wow yeah that's cool that's actually a good thing because the half a twix is very satisfying and um you know <laughs> it is See, that's the thing with tricks you don't really need a lot no they, but they give you two sticks. yeah so they could share them with your friends they give you two sticks and really half of one is just heaven alone yeah so they're giving you heaven times four, four. yeah so, so so twix mm-hmm. is heaven times four mm-hmm. mm. that's a good yeah. That's a good slogan. Or at least you know, maybe we should do it heaven times two because there's two in there. And mm-hmm. then you get, you know, okay, so if you'd like to hire us to do your ads, Twix, we could do that too. Um, yeah. If you want to help me, if you want to help us out in any way whatsoever, Twix, please do, Twix. Mm-hmm. I love Twix. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and on that note, we should probably end this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you for listening, and uh, you know, be sure to follow us on all of the uh, social media and all that good stuff, and you know, give us money if you'd like, you know, especially if you're Twix. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye bye. I love Twix. Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two Podcast, a Cullen Park production, produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Thank you.